sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. This week, we are going to look at. The Academy Awards. Because they, the nominations were announced, so I guess we'll probably try to do predictions. Uh, but we're going to compare them to the Academy Awards for 30 years ago, getting back to our original premise for the show. Uh, so from 1988, which I guess were 87 movies, uh, we're doing the 60th Academy Awards versus the 90th Academy Awards. I don't think we should do predictions. I think we should just talk about the movies, and then we'll, in like closer to the Oscars, we'll actually have a predictions episode. Yeah, we can do that. I'll s- still probably predict a couple things. Um, but your predictions might change because it's I know. all well, politics. Exactly. Uh, all right, you up on the uh, 60th Academy Awards? Correct. You want to start with best picture, or do you want to start with best costume design? I want to start with the host. Did you see that? No, I didn't look at who the host was. Chevy oh Chase. man, I do not remember that ever happening. And wait, this so this was eighty eight. He was kind of past his peak then. Like, wait, is eighty eight like around the time he was having his 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 ill fated talk show, or is that well before it? I think it's before his talk show. All right. Well, now we got to go to uh, the Chevy Chase Wikipedia. Yeah. Let's see his. Chevy, uh... Now five years before the talk show, Chevy Chase show. Okay. Yeah. I I thought so. I thought the talk show was nineties. That's when everybody. Like Magic Johnson, all these people start doing awful talk shows. Yeah, but nothing was as awful as this. This is just like I think this is legendarily bad. Yeah, I think it only lasted like a week or something, didn't it? I no, don't even remember. Five weeks. Five weeks. Oh, Barely a month. My bad. Uh, you are bad. Do you remember Pat Sajak had a talk show? Yep. And Alan Thick. Oh God. Alan Thick is before my time. That was like before Growing Pains. He had Thick of the Night. No, did he? I thought it was after. Yeah. Maybe both, but I know I had heard of it while Growing Pains was on the air. I was like, oh, that would have been neat. I like Growing Pains. R.I.P. Growing Pains, I mean. I don't care about mm-hmm. it. I don't think. Um, so, yeah, so let's yes, let's just start with the categories. Uh, yeah, in, in order on the wiki page. So you can go first with Best Picture. Oh, I'm busy reading about Alan Thicke. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, best best Picture. Oh. oh, okay. With... Best Picture nominees were The Last Emperor, which won, Broadcast News, Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory, and Moonstruck. Not a great list. I like Broadcast News a lot. We did an episode on it. I love The Last Emperor, though. I think that's a great movie. I have not seen The Last Emperor. so. Oh, that's very, very good. I, I saw it, I think I saw it maybe on TV when it, around the time when it came out, but I saw it in... San Francisco at this is the Castro Theater, the big theater, like the huge, yeah. like fancy theater. Yeah, yeah. So they have like a, I think it was the Last Emperor, where there's there's like a a a director's cut that's like a much much longer. So it was Wasn't a long it time. Super thinking. long anyway. Yeah, but okay. this one is is like forty minutes longer than the already two two and a half hour movie, and so that was an uncomfortable viewing of a wonderful movie because the seats in that theater were not the most comfortable no, in the world, and they still aren't. Um, I also have, oh, but my... yes, I, I do love broadcast news. I've, I, 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 we did an episode about it and it's one of those, those movies. Anytime anyone talks about, it, I just, I instantly want to hear what they have to say because it's such a wonderful movie. Yeah. Uh, hope and glory. I also haven't seen, but I've is, never heard of that. 
it's it's about uh world war ii during the blitz uh some family is seen through the eyes of uh their son their young son um but it it was directed by no it was produced by john borman uh who did uh zardoz which we've also done <laughs> but also also ex- directed by him yes yeah but he also did excalibur Huh. Direct, which I enjoyed as a 11-year-old. Don't know if that holds up. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't seen The Last Emperor. Um, it's about the last emperor of China, right? Right before they go into communism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. But Bernardo Bertolucci, maybe, probably not going to see it now because of that. Who knows? Why? Did, did something happen with him? Oh, just that last tango in Paris shit. Where, oh. yeah, I don't know. These guys, man. I mean, he's no Aziz Ansari, but still. Anyway. Who is? Yeah. I don't know. Nobody? Not in this country. Is Fatal Attraction, is that the is that the one with Glenn the, Close the and... Bunny Rabbit? Yep. But you're, yeah, okay. I've never seen that, but I think it's one of those that was such a big part of pop culture that you heard most of the plot, even if you never saw it. Yeah, and if you've heard all the plot, you've basically seen it because there's not a lot to it. It's it's not. You don't need to see that one. Although we could. That's do it not for an the episode. one with Sharon's. No, that's not, not the one with Sharon's. No, it's Glenn Close. And I think what's Anne, the Michael Douglas Michael Douglas uh, Sharon Stone movie? Uh, Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. I've never seen that either, but it's another one no. I've heard a lot about. I just know Newman's in it in that famous scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Fatal Attraction. These these movies are kind of bleh. Like Fatal Attraction doesn't seem Oscar worthy to me, and neither does Moonstruck, which is on this list a lot. Oh shit! Did I lose you? God damn it! Okay. Yeah. So I think Moonstruck was like is another one like. It's fine. It's a nice yeah. film, but it's it is odd that it was nominated. I remember enjoying it at the time, but I've never seen it since. I wonder what was about that being nominated. Was it just because like maybe it was Cher's first movie after no Mask was not that long before. I I don't quite get why it was nominated. What what about it made it surpass what it was? Because it was a a good romantic comedy, right? Yeah, it was fine as a romantic comedy. I mean, that's basically it. it was pretty low key. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess some years those those movies just get there. I I, I think they both broadcast news and the Last Emperor are both good choices for the winner. So at least at least they had movies that didn't necessarily deserve to be there, but none of them won, which is always a nice thing. Yeah, uh, and yeah, uh, broadcast news even is a little weird for a, a pick for for best picture, but I'm, I mean I'm glad it was, but. I yeah, but it's so good it's hard not. It's really good, but let's look at. Let, I'm looking right now at the movies of '87. Yeah, Oscars. These Oscars were '88, but they're obviously for the previous year's movies. Uh, Three Men and a Baby, number one at the box office that year. So that should have been nominated. Uh, oh, The Untouchables. I'm surprised that wasn't nominated. Brian De Palma. No. I, I remember it being a big deal when it came out. Yeah, but I think that kind of like action movie, especially back then, would never even get consideration. I don't yeah, think that probably would... not. Um, the Witches of Eastwick, another share joint. 
Dirty Dancing. Yeah, I, I guess this was not maybe the best year. Although there's a Radio Days Woody Allen. This is back before Woody Allen was a known sleazeball. That I'm surprised. Oh no, it was after that, wasn't it? Never mind. Yeah, I, damn. I don't know when that all happened. I mean, it was it was known to some people for sure. Uh, Raising Arizona should have been nominated, Oosh, but definitely. Cohen Brothers movie should be nominated, but I'm not surprised it wasn't. No, it's a little too screwball. For... And it's before it's before they really hit their peak critical acclaim. Yeah, because I think Blood Simple was their first, and I think Raising Arizona was their second. So. No, I. Oh, you might be right, but I I thought it was Miller's Crossing. Nope, Miller's Crossing was 1990. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Dirty Dancing, La Bamba. I'm kind of surprised because they usually like those type of biopics, but maybe that's a more recent development. I don't think it's more recent, but I think that was kind of a late, a late yeah. movie. Well, they all kind of all the biopics. I've never seen a biopic I've liked. Everything seems very Hollywoodized in those, and you know, whitewashed. Um, yeah, you're oh Wall Street. Was Plus, that 87? 87. Really? Yeah. Oh, Summer School. How'd they leave out the I great Mark Harmon? That was such a funny movie. Now I will not hear you say bad things about it. Oh, Adventures in Babysitting. I actually really liked that one at the time. Here's one I didn't like from 87, um, since we're just going completely off the Oscars for a second. Uh, the Lost Boys. I, people loved that movie. I thought it was, I thought it sucked. I just remember thinking it was okay. Yeah. Predator. Predator's from 87. That should have been nominated. Princess Bride. Oh, Princess Bride should have won Best Screenplay for sure. Adapted, yeah, maybe it did. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, what is the is Predator the one with the Game Over Man or is that Alien? Oh fuck. Game no, Over dude. Man. Game Over Man. It sounds like Predator because I haven't seen Predator and I don't recognize that at all. I have seen Alien a bunch. Um, Overboard, Inner Space. Come on, Martin Short. <laughs> and Dennis Quaid. Oh, shit. Here's something sad. Looking at Box Office Mojo for 87. It's Aliens. Sorry, go ahead. You know what was right above uh, Raising Arizona in the box office? No. Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> Ernest, Those Ernest movies are like joke fodder for people for decades, but I think I have never seen one. I don't know anyone who has, but they were pretty popular, so people must have seen them. They were I didn't even know they were theatrically released, honestly. I thought they were all straight to video, so um, I'm a little surprised it did that well. It's kind of crazy that that guy's career, how he was able to, to turn this character, I think, if I remember correctly, was just from commercials, like local commercials. Yeah, yeah they were local and then they went national, yeah. It turned into a, like a film phenomenon. I, I think that's, that's relatively awesome. Yeah, I, I say good for him. No, for sure. Yeah. It's, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're... There really weren't a lot of great movies this year. Uh, just, I mean, at least going by box office. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, there's like, there's great movies as far as pop culture, but not as far as like culture, culture. Yeah, because even like Angel Heart, I remember that was because wasn't that like NC seventeen or something, an early one? Yeah, and, Lisa uh, Bonet. Lisa Bonet naked. Yeah, and that was a it was stupid. Like I rem I watched it. I remember thinking like, really, you're doing this his name is louis cypher jesus christ anyway. no way out no way out was kind of a fun spy movie but again not a oscar not nominee oscar. I, yeah i'll be surprised if dirty dancing doesn't show up in somehow in a music it's, wise but oh yeah it has to 
Um, it's a it's a great year for like fun like light movies, but it's not a very good year for good movies. For, as far as I might be looking at the wrong list. No, I I was looking at I mean the list I was looking at backs up what you're saying for sure, um, which is why I guess you get like Fatal Attraction and Moonstruck up for yeah. this picture. Yeah. Well, best director I think we said Last Emperor one right. Yep. Best director Bernardo Bertolucci, who won for The Last Emperor. Uh, John Borman of Zardoz fame for Hope and Glory. Lassie Halstrom, My Life as a Dog, which is supposed to be a great movie, and I've never seen it. I think I read the book. No, you you read Bragging. Harry the Dirty Dog. I think you oh, that was a that great one. book. I love that little dog. Yeah, I did too. And it, it was much better than Go Dog Go. Um, Norman Jewison for Moonstruck. And Adrian Lyne for Fatal Attraction, so it's almost the exact same as Best Picture, except for My Life as a Dog. Um, Poor James L. Brooks. Yeah, they left James L. Brooks out. Um, But, you know, as far as directing, I I guess it wasn't super flashy in any way. I mean, he did a great job. Yeah, he got performances out of, well, I mean, great actors, but still. Yeah, yeah, no, he did a great job directing actors, but just as far as... You know, yeah. being flashy, I guess it it it's not going to beat the Last Emperor. I mean, I could tell that just from the trailer of the Last Emperor. Um, yeah, well, so that's kind of boring. Uh, you want to go to Best Actor? Best Actor in a Motion Picture: Michael Douglas, Wall Street; William Hurt, Broadcast News; Marcello Mastroianni, Dark Eyes; Jack Nicholson, Ironweed; Robin Williams, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, Robin Williams' Good Morning Vietnam was just Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson, you know, I think he was kind of at the point of self-parody at this point, maybe. But I've seen Ironweed, like, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through in one sitting. I've seen bits and pieces, like, on cable. And, Uh you know, it's whatever. It's not... It wasn't a big movie, and I can see why he he didn't win. I have not seen Dark Eyes. Um, have not seen Wall Street. Uh, I think I did, and it was kind of forgettable. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Oliver Stone, right? So yeah, I don't yeah. think he's made a good movie. Honestly, I didn't like Platoon either. Um, yeah, but Michael Douglas won for Wall Street. Um, I'm sure he was fine in it. Uh, William I'm Hurt sure he was, was great. I I think William Hurt was probably better. Yeah, he. I think he had to be. Um. And Good morning, Vietnam. Most famous to me for having Floyd Vivano in a supporting actor part. Wait, who who's played. that? He's there is this local accent, or no PBS, like small TV show called Uncle Floyd, where Floyd Vivano would wear a outrageous suit, and it was kind of for kids, but kind of not. All these vaudevillian jokes and uh, weird <laughs> uh, uh, guest stars and stuff, and it was it was really funny and bad puppets, and I think there was some like Jersey like. I don't know if it was Bruce Springsteen, maybe Bruce Springsteen, but there was like Jersey musicians were on that show. Bon Jovi. Yeah. Maybe Bon Jovi too. I don't, I don't really know. That's it. Those are the only two. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. I like how you say bad puppets as if there are good puppets. We don't count Muppets as puppets. Howdy Doody would like to have a word with you. Oh, I bet he would. Did you watch that? Was that still on when you were a kid? 
Nah. It was on, I it was probably reruns when I was watching it, I guess. Because um, I don't know when that shit ended. But it was awful. I, I, I mean, I remember as a kid being like, oh, this is corny as hell. What? Why is this on TV? Um, <laughs> I liked it because it was something my dad liked when he was a kid and he would tell me about it, but I just never watched it. Yeah, no, I I know that like my mom was had fond memories of it, but you know they were dumber back then. They didn't didn't have sophisticated tastes like we did growing up. What well, I small wonder and Ultraman. I, I, I just was doing a little research while you were talking, and I saw that David Bowie wrote a song that was inspired by Uncle Floyd called "Slip Away." Oh no, shit! Inspired by Uncle Floyd. Yeah. Wait. Oogie waits for another, just another day as part of the song. But Uncle Floyd was just a local dude. Yeah. Oh. Well, that... Jersey. It was. It was Jersey, so it was like got got to New York, so maybe Bowie saw it in in New York. Makes yeah, makes sense for an Englishman to be singing about that. Um, <laughs> well, it's 2002. He's no longer an Englishman. He's a. He's a. Oh, he saw it in the 70s. Jeez, I didn't even know it was on in the 70s. Anyway, yeah, just like Howdy Doody. Uh, best actress from this year: Cher for Moonstruck, Glenn Close for Fatal Attraction, Holly Hunter for Broadcast News, Sally Kirkland from Anna. Now, I don't know if you know who Sally Kirkland is. The only reason I, I know her is from all the late night Skinamax movies. So it's weird that she was nominated for uh, best actress, but I have not seen Anna and Meryl Streep for Ironweed. Uh, as I said, you got Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep should have been a better movie. And, you know, you can see why they didn't win. Cher won. Holly Hunter should have won this. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, I think that's there's no doubt. Time. Yeah. Having seen both Moonstruck and Broadcast News and Ironweed and Fatal Attraction. Um, you know, Glenn Close, Glenn Close is a good actor, but it was a bit over the top, uh, her portrayal in that. Anyway, yeah, I don't know why Cher won. There must have just been love for Cher in the air at that time. Um, because you, Holly Hunter... You, yeah. Were you just writing a song? Yeah. My name is John. I'm here to say I want to rap to you in a Cher way. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. It, the, the Moonstruck thing is so weird to me. It is <laughs> very low-key. And, I mean, I guess broadcast news is low-key as a comedy but it's much smarter and yeah yeah anyway whatever i mean sure i was it was a fine performance from what yeah, i remember no, she, she was fine but holly hunters was really nuanced and yeah, yeah yeah um all right let's go best supporting actor sean connery is the winner for the untouchables because he brought a knife to the gunfight Albert brooks for broadcast news morgan freeman street smart as Leo Fast Black Smalls Jr., Vincent Gardena for Moonstruck, Denzel Washington, Cry Freedom. Denzel! Uh, Denzel and Morgan uh, Freeman. How did Cry, Cry Freedom not show up in the list? That was, uh, I don't, I didn't see it, but it, it sounds like it was, a, should have been nominated for an Oscar. Is, I believe it was adapted from a book, right? Um, uh, oh, it was, it was yeah. on the life of Steve Biko. Okay, gotcha. Which we all, no, from the Peter Gabriel song, Biko. Right? At least that's how I first heard of him. How was that nominated? Not nominated. I, I don't that get seem, it. Anyway. Yeah, that seems like... 
And it how did that not show luck, up right? either of our searches? Well, it was a different time. Um, yeah, but wow, Denzel and Morgan Freeman nominated 30 years ago, and they've like kept it going. Yeah, well, Denzel's kept it going because we might see him in our next segment, but I, I don't think Morgan Freeman's Morgan been nominated. No, maybe not nominated, but he's he's still you know a respected actor. Um, with uh, with weird bumps on his face. I wonder if this is his, as uh, Denzel Washington's first nomination. I would I would guess it would be at least close to it. Oh, obvious. Probably. When did Glory come out? Because um, I believe eighty nine. Oh, okay, so that was the the following year. Uh, when did Carbon Copy come? No, wait, wait it wasn't Carbon. Co- ah, fuck. You got Denzel on IMDb up? No, I don't know what you're talking about, though. Is this the one where he's George Siegel's son? Yes. <laughs> That's not. I'm just looking at his nominations. His first nomination was Cry Freedom. Cry Freedom. And then Cry Freedom the next year, so that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the one where he was George Siegel's son is the one I was thinking of, um, which I think was his first film. Carbon role, Copy. But, yeah, Carbon yes, Copy. Carbon there you go. Uh yeah, so Sean Connery, another not great man, uh, as a human being, I mean, but you know, you bring one of theirs to the, no, I already fucked it up. They put Where one of ours say- in the hospital, we put one of theirs in the morgue. That's a very good South African accent. I'm actually surprised, thank you, it's called Afrikaans. Uh, I'm actually surprised De Niro wasn't nominated for Best Supporting Actor for The Untouchables. Yeah. Uh, I guess he didn't have as much screen time as Sean Connery, but... I don't think that makes any difference. No, he he did a he gave a better performance. See, Brian De Palma, right? That's who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, another one. I have, I have a hard time with. I never really loved anything he's done. He seems very... I don't know, uh, very distanced from his work. Like, it seems and, and all very s- intellectual exercise to him. And also, he likes to do references to Hitchcock, to Hitchcock. Const- at least all the time. older movies. I don't know if he still does. I don't even know if he still makes movies. But I think saying you can't find a Brian De Palma movie you like is a little bit easier than saying Oliver Stone, because I think people respect Oliver Stone more than they do Brian De Palma. Which is weird, because Oliver Stone is like pretty far off the deep end conspiracy theorist for the left. Right. Oh uh, no. I mean, I don't mean in real life. I'm sure. I, oh, I'm, I'm you mean absolutely his... positive that that uh, as a director, but that uh, which is the the Palma doesn't have any real life quirks that make him such a crazy person. I'm yeah, yeah. Compared to Oliver Stone. Um. All right. Let's go to best supporting. Yeah, I don't know why Sean Connery won that. Uh, Albert Brooks was great in broadcast news, although you know I think people probably just saw him as Albert Brooks. Like same with with. Uh, Robin Williams in his in Good Morning Vietnam, where he's he's a little bit neurotic. Uh, you know, he's everybody knew Albert Brooks at that point. Uh, anyway, but Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington, yeah, Denzel for is... playing Steve Biko, you would think that would be an automatic Oscar. Yeah, I think the racism was strong this year. Yeah, it it seems to be, and they also might have, you know, the Sean Connery thing might have been a like lifetime achievement Oscar, yeah, basically. Yeah. But, but uh, take a look at the that movie Morgan Freeman was in. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's, Street Smart, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
it's I've never heard. So Christopher Reeve is is breaking out of his Superman role and unsuccessfully. Yeah, every I mean, there's not a lot that is done successfully in that movie. It's very, it's very of its time uh, for the the way it deals with the subject matter. How did how did Morgan Freeman get nominated for an Oscar for it though? It's really funny. Um, well, <laughs> I guess I he was mean, that good. He was really good in it. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Uh, Best Supporting Actress. The winner, Olympia Dukakis for Moonstruck. See, again. Uh, Norma Alejandro for Gabby, A True Story. Don't know that movie at all. Ann Archer for Fatal Attraction. Oh, here's who should have won. Ann Ramsey for Throat Mama from the Train. (laughs) It was pretty awesome that she She got played the titular train, of course. (laughs) And Ann Southern from The Whales of August, which was a movie that had, I believe, Betty Davis and Lillian Gish, like it was weird. It, sorry, I'm going to click on it now. Betty Davis and Lillian Gish, yeah. Um, Anne Southern and Vincent Price was in it as well. Oh, I love I love Vincent Price. Uh, and I remember it on cable. I don't think I watched the entire thing. You know, it's not all that appealing to a 17 year old watching a bunch <laughs> of old people fart around. But uh, tell that to the Golden Girls. Well, in a drama, at least. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to Anne Ramsey. Uh, one shocking thing is she was about 50-something when Throw Mama from the Train was produced. She was like 56 or 57, which is shocking to me because she looks like she's a million years old. She, Second, yeah. and much much sadder, is she died a year after. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, but you know what? I mean, to me, she did a much better performance than Olympia Dukakis, who did like, you know, a basic good acting performance Anne Ramsey was like having fun with her shit. I think Throw Mama from the Train is an underrated, very good movie. Very I think fun so movie. too, despite the presence of Billy Crystal. Who's coming in a movie soon with uh, John Ralphio. Is he really? Yeah, uh, he's playing He's playing uh, John Ralphio's dad. What's John Ralphio's real name? Ben Schwartz. Always forget. Ben Schwartz's dad in an upcoming film. Eh, your anti-Semitism gets in the way of you remembering his name. Well, that's too bad because I really dislike Billy Crystal, but... Uh, maybe no, he can I, pull it. Maybe yeah, Ben Schwartz can pull make you love Billy Crystal. I, I'll give it a try for Benny Schwaz. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's... Um, what do you call it? It's an adaptation of Soap 4 movies. It's an... Uh, what? An adaptation of Soap? Mm-hmm. Like the, the TV series Soap. <laughs> yep. All right. I, That's I, a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. I don't even know why I bother playing along with your your tomfoolery. But I can't I, find it, though, on IMDb, the 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 movie. I, maybe it's a fake, like the, uh, like the new... Uh, that is so irritating. What? That, that, the, the new Crocodile Dundee is just a Super Bowl commercial. I was fooled. So it is, is just a Super... Yeah, that is Wait. what I was referencing. Okay, yeah. That's that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, that's what I heard, too. And then I, I heard all kinds of different things. But you know what? I mean, that's exactly the kind of thing where, like, now they're going to go, well, let's make it. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't, I, I'll have to pay a lot to get Danny McBride. But I do like, I, I getting back to this, I'm not being like uh, ironic or sarcastic. I really do think Anne Ramsey should have taken this over Olympia Dukakis. Um, the character was just so much bigger and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. 
It was fun. Um, all right, you want to do screenplays, and then we can... I'm just looking at the, the box for Gabby, a true story. It, it does not look like a theatrical video cover. It looks like something made for TV. And they, they spent all their yes, budget on getting Robert Loggia, so they couldn't afford an actual graphic artist to do the box. No, that's an, that's some awful-looking art. My wow. God. Tony Goldwyn was in Gabby, a true story. Is this another uh, PBS personality? No, Tony Goldwyn is the president on the TV show Scandal. Oh, have not seen it. Is it good, Scandal? I mean... I, I've not gotten past the first few episodes. It's okay. Yeah. Maybe I made that Billy Crystal thing up. Well, I mean, maybe it was just a beautiful dream you had. Well, it was a beautiful dream. And you can will it into existence. Yeah, Gabby... Oh, it's an American-Mexican... It's but, called We Are Unsatisfied. Oh. It, it also has Jill Hennessy. Oh, I'm going to see it. Oh, I haven't seen Jill Hennessy in anything for a while. I always liked her. And Nate Cordry. Oh, this is a, a cast made for me. Anyway, best That's a lie. Re- Jill Hennessy was in a TV show this last year about racial really? relations in in a southern town. Yeah. Anyway. Like a, like a, a miniseries? A mini, or a... Yeah, yeah, a miniseries. I can't remember huh. the name of it. Anyway, what were you going to say? It's going to the next category. Oh, best screenplay? Written directly for the screen. What Moonstruck. We... John Patrick Shanley, which won for some reason. Broadcast News, James L. Brooks, which didn't want and probably should have. Au revoir la infante. Louis Maul. Or au revoir Glory. les enfants, if you're <laughs> cultured. And I'm not. John Borman. And there he is, Radio Days, Woody Allen. Uh, of course, Woody Allen. Uh, as I have not said on the podcast, but I did say on Facebook, I never liked Woody Allen. Never. I always thought his shit was boring, and I thought his, like, crazier shit, like, uh, uh, what was it, bananas, and, um, everything you always want to know about sex but were afraid to ask, like, that I would see on cable as a young kid, I thought they were too far into slapstick, so I never got it. I think I probably like the slapstick stuff because I already like the this, this stuff he's ripping off, the, the Marx Brothers stuff, but I don't remember watching it as a kid. I just remember knowing him as a cultural icon, like someone you knew who he was and like Mad Magazine would make fun of him. And I didn't have a problem with that because I never saw his stuff. I didn't know how boring it was. But what I really liked about him that was that he was a writer on your show of shows and he was like, maybe not your show of shows, but one of those Sid Caesar, Sid Caesar productions. He was, a, he was a writer on one of those shows and I was like, that's kind of cool that he went on to be famous, but yeah, I don't really have, I never had a strong opinion. Yeah. Uh, he, his movies to me were just, I mean, I, Oh, that's not true. I liked, um, what's the, the, the one with, uh, Mia Servino, uh, Car- uh, Oh, the one she won an Oscar for. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty Aphrodite. Mighty Aphrodite. And I liked sweet and low down, but mostly because Django ran and that had two assholes in it. Sean Penn and Woody Allen. Yeah. Wow, that, I mean, that must have been an asshole off. I mean, I guess Sean Penn would win that one. He's way more intimidating. Um, but I didn't see it. Uh, just that was because... good, and then and then I kind of got the hint and stopped watching his movies, and I haven't seen any of them since that. Yeah, I, I find them all very mediocre. Um, anyway, Moonstruck won. Broadcast News, again, I think should have won this one. It's just, Moonstruck is... 
I'm not even trying to talk shit about Moonstruck. It's just not as good as broadcast news was. Yeah, I agree. What um, I do for Woody, I do see Woody Allen movies now. I don't pay for them. I usually go on a week when there's also a Polanski movie playing. I pay for the Polanski movie. Just, yeah, I just want to, yeah, want to be fair. Good. Yeah, get your get your money going to the right place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this category we're going to now is full on. Wait a minute. Full Metal Jacket was this year? Yeah, that, that's, no, was that's, that's, that we, that should have been nominated for like every, at least half of the movie should have been nominated for a lot of stuff. The, the first third of the movie, I think you mean. I think... Uh, Wait, what, no, I thought it was... Is there more? I thought half the movie was up until uh, Vincent D'Onofrio leaves. Is there more than half left? I I've, thought... Yeah, it could only be half, but I think it's a little more than half. It doesn't I've matter. Ne- I've never seen the second half. I've turned it off there, and I was satisfied with the movie. It's so a, I have no idea what happens with the second it's half. It's a great movie if you turn it off there. I totally <laughs> agree. And I'm surpri- I'm sh- actually shocked Vincent D'Onofrio wasn't nominated. It's, it definitely should have been. He was he was amazing. He, yeah. was, he was better than everyone in the Best Supporting Actor category that um, I've seen. Anyway. I, I think it's that that after that uh, basic training part is why it didn't get nominated. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but best screenplay based on material from another medium. These are worded so weirdly. Uh, written directly for the screen. I think now they just say adapted and original, right? I don't say that because we'll find out in a little I bit. we will, yeah. Uh, the Last Emperor, which won? Uh, I'm not going to read these people's names. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about these writers ripping off other people. The Dead, uh, based on the James Joyce story, saw that in the theater for my AP English class. Uh, Again, I am a little surprised this didn't get nominated just for they knew John Huston was going to die soon. This was going to be his last movie. Get, throw him a bone. And it was surprisingly not bad. Like, I enjoyed it as a high school senior. So, But we had read the short story, and it, uh, it is something that was seemed like it would be really hard to adapt. Anyway, um, Fatal Attraction, which was, wow, based on the teleplay diversion. What? <laughs> um, <clears throat> full Metal Jacket, based on the novel The Short Timers. And, again, My Life as a Dog, uh, based on novel Mitliv Samhund by Rydar Johnson. Wait, two S's. Johnson. Uh, so, yeah, Last Emperor won. Not surprising. Uh... Yeah, yeah for, but Princess Bride should have won. Sorry. Yeah, or it wasn't even nominated. Yeah. No, it's bullcrap. All right, I think we can stop there, right? I think I don't think. Well, wait. Let's look. Okay, so best original song that won is "I've Had the Time of My Life" from Dirty Dancing. Oh, there you go. That's where Dirty Dancing is. Was my goddamn prom theme? Um, it was. Oh, I guess it was some grade dance theme, but everyone loved that song except. Ugh, the worst. Uh, but you know, this was at a time when best original songs were all pretty much crap. Like if you look at the rest of the list, you got nothing's going to stop us now by starship shakedown from Beverly Hills cop, um, storybook love from the princess bride. I don't even remember that song, but me neither. Uh, anyway, I don't remember, I don't remember cry freedom either. No, I don't either. I don't even know who performed it. I just shows who the lyrics are by, but, uh, yeah, so not, so not a great I, year, but another difference that the Pixar must have brought on is there's no category for best animated film. That's true. Oh shit, they didn't do it back then. That's wait, they have best animated short film. Yep. How weird. 
So, but that's because the animated films back then weren't going to win anything. I mean, there was no. no Pixar doing quality stuff. 87, the best animated film might have come from, I don't know, Bluth or something. No, it would totally be the one Disney film that came out a year back then. That's, <laughs> what, that's why, like, there's no competition. Yeah. Anyway. You know the what? Little Brave Toaster, G.I. Joe the Movie, The Chipmunk Adventure, The Care Bears Adventure, Scooby-Doo, Yogi Bear, The Pup. I don't even think Disney had a movie out that year. So it's just all basically Hanna-Barbera TV shows adapted from yeah. the screen. Yeah, uh, I that- think that I think the next year is when Disney came, had the renaissance, when Little Mermaid came out. That was when they... Yeah, that was the first one when they got off the shitty animation that they'd been doing. 89, like yeah. Decade or plus, yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Well, you know, fuck you, 1988. We'll we'll see if 2018's any better. Uh, 1988. I lived the, through that year. Oh, uh, Olympia Dukakis was Michael Dukakis' cousin, as we were reminded over and over again during that year. During, yes, I know. I saw Michael Dukakis rally, um, and he was not inspiring. I think I probably told you before. He came out to Desire by U2, and I was like, "Really, dude? This is." Not fitting. Um, so it's, it's like you. They talk about some politicians where they're like they're so charming and they they can go in a room and just win. Every, they, everyone there thinks they're talking. He's talking directly. Like Bill Clinton. Yeah, say Clinton is him. the one you think. Of, yeah. And then there's guys that you just don't know how they get to where they are. Is it just that they're policy wonks? And Dukakis is one of them. Like, how yeah. did he get there? No, no idea. Um, yeah, he deserved to lose to Bush, who was you know a CIA spook. Kind of oh, scary. Well. But. Also, he was like a uh, what's it called when you're uh, when you're you're going to get into a school because your parent went in. He's a oh legacy. He's a legacy. His his dad was a senator, so he needed he needed to get a spot. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, we bid you adieu, stupid year, and we'll be back in just a moment with this year. Please stay tuned. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. All right, we're back with the 2018 Oscars. Um, unfortunately, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, who I, you know, I like his, uh, I like when he's earnest on his show about issues, uh, but I don't generally like his humor. I don't like that he's the default host for whatever network this is. Is it ABC? Yeah, yeah. I wish they'd mix it up a little bit. And have, like, uh, CBS, that's all they got. Yeah, that's true. They and, don't have the two shows like the other networks. Yeah, they're not. Although, was that always the case? I guess they oftentimes didn't use uh, TV personalities anyway. They, you know, they'd go all yeah, over the place for hosts. Bob, but Bob host, Bob host, Bob Hope hosted a bunch of times. Billy Crystal and the. 
Didn't he host? Billy yeah, Crystal Billy Crystal hosted. hosted a ton of times. Yeah. Yeah. Many. So it's it doesn't need to be the the late night. I mean, I know Johnny Carson hosted a ton of time as well, but it doesn't need to be the the late night late night host. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I don't know if it was always the host from the network that was showing it, but I guess it probably was. That that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. But Jimmy Kimmel's all all they've got. Um, did did Andy Samberg host the Oscars or was it the Emmys? It was. Oh my God! It wasn't the Oscars. It was oh, okay. I maybe yeah, it must have been the Emmys. I don't think it was the Golden Globes. No, yeah, it wasn't. Emmys. It was it was something big. It was yeah, not. Yeah, it was the Emmys. Because uh, I know Scott Ackerman wrote for him that year. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, Chris Rock. I remember when he was. I'm just looking back on other hosts. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I could do without. Um... MPH was a good host. Ellen was a great host. Bring her back. Yeah, she was fine. I mean, I don't know. Nobody's been like amazing at it it's not it's kind of a hard so, gig i guess but billy crystal hosted as as recently as 2012 yeah i know that's, i remember uh, thinking what the fuck that's why the year after the james dude the james franco uh and hathaway, hathaway experiment debacle yeah that was that was a weird choice oh hugh jackman hosted anyway let's get back into this sorry yeah this is going to the hugh jackman oh, hosted the oh, john stewart hosted. yeah damn I don't so john that. stewart um, all right, yeah. So this year, take it away for Best Picture. Oh, I am glad I saved my voice. Call Me By Your Name. A bunch of... Oh, this is our producers. I don't yeah, care about don't, producers. Call Me By Your Name. Producers. Darkest Hour. Dunkirk. Get Out. Lady Bird. Fathom Thread. The Post. The Shape of Water. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And The Shape of Water. Most nominated film this year. There's always one. Oh, yeah? doesn't 13? necessarily mean anything but uh yeah it uh, does mean it was nominated the most times so that's my yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know yeah i don't know that i could call this one i think you can pretty much eliminate darkest hour and phantom thread uh but otherwise who knows i would you know i would like to see get out get something not it doesn't have to be best picture but i'd like to see it get something i'd like uh ladybird to win best picture and I would like three I, billboards to win, but, you know, who knows? Well, that's funny. I don't like it when something's nominated for Best Picture. Well, we talked about this before, but I like it. The Well, it can't happen anymore, but I th- I think a Best Picture should always have Best Director nominated because he made the Best Picture, or she. Yeah. But but three billboards did not have, what's it, Martin McDonough? What's his name? The director? Yeah, yeah. I but, I, you know, like I said, I think when we did the Golden Globes, I don't really think he needs to be nominated for best director it's it's another one where he gets really good performances but it's more his writing okay. and the acting the actors themselves that do it you know there's nothing mm-hmm. special about the direction um well you could say the same thing about greta gerwig with ladybird yeah that's true but it's it's yeah that it's it's kind of um very realistic and matter of fact but you know that that is a skill in itself i just thought like i think so for whatever reason i can see I'm fine with him not getting nominated for director. Um, yeah, so this one, who, who the hell knows? Who the hell knows what's going to win? Yeah, when there's 10 to choose from, it makes it even harder. Yeah. Maybe the po- the Postal win is kind of a response to all this fake news all business. The, yeah, I, I mean, and yeah, it's a Spielberg-Hanks joint, so... Oh, can't... Spielberg's never won Best Picture, has he? Maybe, oh, Schindler's List. He did, Schindler's List, yeah. So I don't think you can count it out. Um uh, I don't even think you can count "Call Me by Your Name" out, although I think it's a long shot. But you know, they might try to go for the arty, artsy thing. 
Speaking um, of Tom Hanks, the the Academy seems to have a grudge against him for the past few acclaimed performances. He's just not getting nominations anymore. Well, it's because he's doing shit, I think. Right? Like he he's been doing. Well, no, the 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 post his his performance gets good reviews, and that Captain Phillips he got good reviews for that. Oh yeah, Captain Phillips. I forgot about that, but he has done a lot of uh, a lot of stinkers to. Pardon my French, but you know. I guess, but I, I think he kind of gets judged on a like he has a higher plateau to hit before they'll really notice him because yeah. he's so consistently good. Although you could say the same for Mel Streep, and she always gets noticed. She's she, well, she's she's on a higher plane than Tom Hanks. Yeah, just just a, as far as uh, pure acting ability, she yeah, they're not really yeah. in the same league. He's uh, he's I mean he's good. He's always good and solid, but I think she's beyond solid you know she like starts out at solid so right and he's won his awards yeah as, as has she um no i yeah i wasn't yeah yeah true. yeah but yeah they both i mean they've both deservedly won so uh best director christopher nolan dunkirk jordan peele get out greta gerwig ladybird paul thomas anderson phantom thread guillermo del toro the shape of water um yeah this would be another one that would be tough to call um Cause, well, who would you want to win? I haven't seen Dunkirk or Phantom Thread, but of the other three, I, it's just hard to choose because they all like they all did different things very well. I have to watch. Yeah, I have to watch The Shape of Water. Um, has Guillermo del Toro has not won Best Director? No, he hasn't. Um, I I would like to see Jordan Peele win actually for this because I really think he did a masterful job that is maybe doesn't call attention to itself as much as some others, but when you stop to think about it, he really did something amazing. Yeah, I would like to see that as well. And you don't know when he's going to get nominated again because I don't think he's going to be making the kind of movies that usually gets nominated, and this is a special case, and I don't think he can break out with genre movies every single time. Right, get... and and based on Lady Bird, I can see Greta Gerwig getting nominated yeah. again in the future for sure. Yeah, because um, that's the kind of movie she makes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love Jordan Peele to get this one. It's probably a long shot. Um, Best actor? Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington, Roman J. Esquire, Israel. Or reverse those last two. Um, Well, nobody even saw Roman J. Israel Esquire. Denzel's out on this one. Yeah, great, he really is. Great an actor as he is. I think it pretty much comes down, to, and I haven't seen either of these movies, but it comes down to Daniel Day-Lewis because much like Tom Hanks, he's always perfect. Well, no, I'm sorry. He's much better than... Yeah, he's the Meryl Streep of... Yeah. 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 He's, he's the Meryl Streep, but I think he might even be better than Meryl Streep. He's just... Yeah, he's amazing. So it's between him and Gary Oldman. Yeah, it's it's one of those two, and this is allegedly Daniel Day Lewis's last performance. <laughs> so, well, but he has won before. Um, I don't think Gary Oldman's won, at least not not Best Actor. I don't know if he's ever got supporting or anything, but uh, I I kind of think it's Gary Oldman. Um, but yeah. you're right; it's it's one of those it's one of those two, and I think Meryl Streep's a better actor than Daniel really? Day Lewis actually, yeah. like. You watch Gangs of New York, that is hammy as fuck. And, I, I mean, I've seen him do good shit, too. Um, but I was just like, dude, maybe 
maybe leave some scenery for the rest of the world. Um, I haven't seen all those. I'll, I'm just basing on the ones I've only seen a couple. I've seen Lincoln where he's 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 amazing in Lincoln. He's really good in Lincoln. And I don't usually like Spielberg movies that much, but I like that one a lot because of because of Daniel Day Lewis. He's really good in that movie. Yeah, no, he's been good in a lot. I, have you ever seen uh, My Beautiful Laundrette? It's one of his yeah. earliest movies from the eighties. Oh, it's really good. Um, you should check that out. Yeah, he, that was one where he he gave a, like a really nuanced performance, which I like. Um, whereas, like like I said, um, Gangs of New York, which was not a great great movie anyway. And even like There Will Be Blood, I feel like he, he dial it back a little bit. Well, have you seen Phantom Thread? I have not. No. No. I have seen the trailer, which made me not want to see it. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer. I've, I used to really like Paul Thomas Anderson, but I realize now I have not seen like any of his last past three few movies. movies yeah. So, <laughs> um, I didn't have I didn't have much interest in There Will Be Blood. I, I don't remember what came after before There Will Be Blood, though. I know before I I think it was Magnolia directly. Well, I before love Magnolia. That, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Magnolia was Magnolia. F- after Boogie Nights, is that how yeah, Boogie yeah. Nights Magnolia? Okay. Um, no, it was well. The first one was that Gwyneth Paltrow one, but I can't remember the name of it. It's Crazy Eight or something. Um, and then Boogie Nights. Is that right? I don't know. Who? You know what? I don't give a shit. Um, I, I, I'm. Wait, gonna... I, I thought Magnolia. Oh, Hard Eight. Was that Gwyneth Paltrow? Hard, Hard Eight. I thought so. Um, oh, you're right. I, did you see that? I never saw it. Nope. I just remember seeing it at the video store when such things existed. Uh, oh, I saw The Master, and that was kind of a snooze fest. That's what became came between There Will Be Blood and Heron Feist. Ah, uh, yeah. So I never saw Heron Feist either, so yeah. I'm, I can't say I'm a fan of his anymore when I don't watch his movies. Yeah, I mean, Inherent Vice, a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie based on a Thomas Pynchon novel. How, you, at least you know you're not getting some pretentious there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, anyway, uh, probably probably gary oldman for the oscar um best actress sally hawkins the shape of water uh francis mcdormand three billboards outside ebbing missouri margot robbie i tanya um god damn it pronounce her name for me oh i forget i had to look it up no, last time i i always forget as well um Cersei. Cersei. Cersei ronan ladybird meryl streep the post um actually a pretty tough category i yeah think it's probably francis mcdormand but there there are i would not be surprised by any of these yeah. sally hawkins was amazing and i have to see the other movies but yes yeah, saoirse no, was un- incredible she carried that movie on her back and it's already a good movie with every everybody else really good in it. And yeah, so every, I would not be disappointed by any of these really. This looks to be the probably the toughest category. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't guess it. Um, best supporting actor. A- yeah, actor. Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project. Willem. Woody, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell, which. I, I think he looks like Gary Oldman, so it's really nice that he also got nominated. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. This is a tough one. Um, I have not seen The Shape of Water yet. Richard Jenkins is great in everything he does. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he got... I don't think he has a chance of winning, but I'm just glad he got nominated because he's such a cute... Like, a neat guy. Yeah. I don't know what he's like in real life, but he's a neat... He, he plays neat characters and does a great job with them. Always. Um, 
as we talked about on the Golden Globes episode, we kind of thought maybe they'd give it to Christopher Plummer for all the money in the world just because of the circumstances surrounding that. But they didn't. They gave it to Sam Rockwell. But I kind of I kind of think for this one, it, it might be Willem Dafoe. I've heard a lot of good things about the Florida Project. Yeah, me too. And it seems um, like a Oscar type. I'm movie. really su- surprised the Florida Project wasn't one of the ten that was nominated. Yeah. I don't know what it would have pushed out, but I, I'm still surprised. Yeah, true. I, well, maybe pushed out Darkest Hour because all I hear about is uh, the performance. I don't, I have not heard anybody like say how much they love the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, could be, it could be any of them, really. Again, maybe not Richard Jenkins. You're right. Um, no, I don't think Richard Jenkins has a chance. But I don't, I don't know about Christopher Plummer either. I, I think. Yeah. Yep. At some point, it's just kind of like a... Uh, Stunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, I do find it interesting when movies have two actors from the same movie in a, in a category. I wonder if they like take votes from each other from people who really like that movie. Yeah. And I don't know. It's got to be... It's got to be a little rough uh, if one of them wins. But yeah. I, I think it's probably... It's fine. I think it's probably They're well friends. enough. Though. Yeah. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. Again, didn't know this was theatrically released. I thought it was uh, just Netflix, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. I should watch it. Um, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. I would like Laurie Metcalf to win this one. Uh, Yeah. But it seems like another really tough category. From what I hear, Allison Jenny is doing the politics more, and Laurie Metcalf is just working in her play. Yeah, I actually listened to her on Mark Maron. Um, well, I guess she, I'm wrong then. She, no, no. Well, I she wasn't like campaigning for this. Uh, it was before the Oscars were even announced. But oh, okay. But um, yeah, she doesn't seem to be into the whole politicking thing, and. Uh, but I would like to see her win. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, and maybe they might do it just because Allison Jenny got the Golden Globe. Uh, but, you know, you also have Octavia Spencer, who has won before. I don't know. I don't know Phantom Thread, but I imagine the performance is really good considering it's Paul Thomas Anderson and she's uh, alongside um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. And, and Mary J. Blige, I... I as I said, I haven't seen Mudbound, but people love it. So um, that's a tough one. I think it's. Pre- I think realistically, it's it's Allison Janney or Laurie Metcalf, but we'll see. I I would be happy with anybody winning that, even though I haven't seen all the movies. I like all the people. Uh, best original screenplay. The Big Sick, yay! Get Out, yay! Lady Bird, yay! The Shape of Water, yay! Three boards, billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I've heard such good things. I just, I just think that this category, whoever wins, I'll be happy, which is really nice. I think so too. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, I think the big sick is a long shot in this company. Um, I, again, like, it really depends. If Three Billboards wins some other stuff, I would like to see Get Out win because I feel like Lady Bird's going to win something as well. Um, and I feel like Get Out's, you know, kind of a kind of a dark horse against all these other cat like it got totally shut out in the golden globes 
which was weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I expected to win, pick up something. Yeah. So, but, it, but any of them would be fine. They're all, they're all good. And I just just the fact that Big Sick was nominated is, is pretty cool. It was a great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen The Shape of Water, uh, so I can't say you know with definitively that it's deserving. But it, it seems like it is. Um, all right, best adapted screenplay, Call Me by Your Name, uh, based on the novel, The Disaster Artist, based on uh, the book. By Have you seen that yet? No, um, I can, I can hook you up. Lo- so the guy, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, Logan weird. Uh, yeah, I see is, that. I've heard great things and that's pretty awesome. That I got adapted, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's really cool. Um, Molly's game, you know, it's Aaron Sorkin. So who knows? And Mudbound again. Um, I, I think this one probably realistically call me by your name. Possibly so a this disaster is, this artist, is, but this is I didn't realize this. This is James Ivory of Ivory Merchant. Which that one wrote this? The Call Me by Your Name, James Ivory is oh, the Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see his name because I wasn't looking at him. But uh so, Did he direct it or he just wrote it? I don't he know. Just it. He just wrote it. That's funny. It's a, that's a guy that was doing movies every week in the nineties and I just haven't seen his name in a long time. Yeah. Um good to see he's still getting out there at his advanced age. I have no idea how old he is. I 33. Mean, I just assumed he was old as shit based on the movies he did in the 90s, like you said. Um, <laughs> I thought he was like in, in his hundreds. Yeah. Uh, but it is cool that lo- like you have a, a very genre movie getting getting nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it won't win, but I think, no, still. I think for this one, it's probably Call Me By Your Name because I feel like this is the only thing call me by your name is going to win realistically yeah. so yeah. um i mean we say things like that but it, that's not how people vote like i know these, that's true we're it's, it's entirely different people voting on each category from what i understand right the, so the screenplay people are voted by people who write screenplays so anyway i don't know what's just going to win i yeah. wouldn't be surprised if if disaster artists are yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd be surprised by any of them, except for I would be surprised, pleasantly surprised if logan won even yeah, though that would be cool it, well you'll cool. you will like logan um I like Logan. Okay, you want to do some of these? Uh, we can do the best animated stuff, right? Well, I haven't seen any of them. Have you? No, but we can just say what they are. Okay. We're not. We're okay. not. You know, guessing. So yeah. The Boss Baby, the Breadwinner, which I haven't heard of. Is that is it from another? Yeah. Oh, I have heard of this. I've seen the the picture. Anyway, uh, Coco, Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. Wait, is Ferdinand about the uh, the bull? Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Shit. Did, I never even heard of this. Oh, this, this with came John out, Cena. <laughs> this this movie came out the same weekend as Last Jedi, so it kind of got lost. Oh, yeah. They're they're trying to do a counter, and it didn't work out as well as I thought. I mean, I guess they knew how much this movie was going to make, and whenever they put it out. Um. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any of them either. But I I can only guess Coco is probably the favorite. Yeah, uh, and it, it got great reviews. So. I'd like to see this Loving Vincent, though. It's kind of neat, an animated film about Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, I've heard, though, it's actually not great. But I would like to see it as well, you know. Take it's that. not great, and it still got nominated. Take it, well, You know, take all that stuff with a grain of salt. Uh, reviews. Anyway. Oh, I see. Um, best, so there's, there's yeah. an animated... Oh, were you going to go to Best Foreign Language? Yeah, no, but go ahead. I was just talking about the animated shorts. There's an animated short that... 
about basketball that somehow Kobe Bryant was involved in making, which is funny. Oh, yeah. So it was written by Kobe Bryant. Yep. <laughs> Glenn Keane and Kobe Bryant. Um, and yet that uh, that little Frozen short didn't make it. Weird. Oh, so surprised. Best for, Yeah, we'll do Best Foreign Language Film. Have I seen any of these? Let me see. Nope. Nope. Um, A Fantastic Woman from Chile. The Insult from Lebanon. Oh. Uh, Loveless from Russia. On Body and Soul from Hungary. And The Square from Sweden. I'm going to say The Square because it's the one I've heard the most about. The most buzz about. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Nor do I care. Should we look at the best original songs and yes. wrap it up? All right. You I don't know about anything do else, that? but def- best original song. Mighty River from Mudbound. Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name by Sufjan Stevens, which really, really, really should win. Remember Me from Cuoco. Stand Up for Something from Marshall. This is me from The Greatest Showman. What is Marshall? Wow. I think it's a, oh, it's that, oh, I, I didn't know this came out. This is the one about their good Marshall, the, the biopic. Oh, shit. I didn't know it came out either. Oh. And it stars Ch- Chadwick Boseman, which I guess when you need a, a, a historical figure, African-American historical figure, you call Chadwick Boseman up because he also <laughs> did Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, weird. I That seems like another one that, I, I mean, maybe the film just didn't, wasn't that good. Um, seemed like another one that would be a prestige type movie Yeah. that would have more nominations. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to see Sufjan Stevens win. I'm oh, gonna guess Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. I'm sorry, Chadwick Boseman. I knew it was. He also played James Brown. Go ahead. Oh, he he did James Brown. I didn't see that movie. I kind of want to though, uh, despite my my quibbles about uh, biopics earlier. Um, I think probably Mighty River will really? actually win. Well, uh, because it's Mary J. Blige. I feel like that's more. You know, it was like when uh, yeah, it was like when uh, Elliot Smith went up against Celine Dion. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously had the better song, but I had I haven't looked at this list before because I didn't. If there was, if Mary J. Blige wasn't on the list, I was pretty sure something Stevens was going to win. But you're right; if someone with a name is going to get voted on more I think often. So. By yeah, someone that's not quite as famous, even if it's a better song. What was uh, Elliot Smith nominated for? Uh, I believe for Goodwill Hunting. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, uh, I think that's what it was. Uh, I was reading this book. Um, I don't know if you know that 33 and a third series. Anyway, they do. It's a series where they write little books about a specific album. And uh, this one guy did a Celine Dion album, but it was really him. I think I recommended it actually on the on the podcast. It was really him like talking about taste and what makes good taste and bad taste. But anyway, he was talking about Elliot Smith um, at the Grammys and or at the the Oscars that year. And because uh, it was about Celine Dion and people would always come up to him and say, um, God, I can't believe you lost to Celine Dion and like talking <laughs> shit. And he was like, you know what? She was really super nice to me. And she told me she loved my song and all this stuff. And I can't say anything bad about her. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RIP. I hate that Elliot Smith is dead. That's the worst. Yeah. At least, you know, at least he went out, uh, painlessly. Yeah, that's true. Let's do one more. If and you don't mind, uh, best cinematography. Okay. Uh, so we have Blade Runner, twenty forty nine, Roger Deakins. 
I did not enjoy Blade Runner 2049, but... Really? Well, I've heard such great things about it. I know. People really like it. I didn't. Um, and I am a Blade Runner fan, so... Uh, but Roger Deakins, come on, give this guy a fucking Oscar already. I don't think he has one. And he's done a million beautiful things. And I had no problem with the cinematography of Blade Runner 2049. Anyway, it's my two cents. Darkest Hour, Bruno Del... Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Del Bono. Dunkirk, Hoyt Van Hoytema. Oh, that's like naming your kid John Johnson in whatever country he's in, I guess. Mudbound, Rachel Morrison, and The Shape of Water, Dan Lausen, which I haven't seen, but that seems like a strong contender. I think it's probably Shape of Water or Blade Runner 2049. I don't think I put together the Deacons with someone who worked with the Coen brothers. Yeah, yeah. Has he ever directed one of his own movies? I don't think so. I, I think all he's I, done is cinematography, but okay. um, I... He did No Country for Old Men, I believe, right? Um, I'm trying to see. Yep. His... Yeah, this is, yeah. You're right. He's never won. It. He's never won. It. You're right that he was never. He was nominated for No Country for Old Men, and he did the cinematography for it. Yeah, you look at his his filmography, and you're like, oh, fourteen movies. This guy that he was nominated for. He's not. Yeah, this guy needs to win because um, he's excellent. Uh, Jarhead. He did. Did you see that movie? No, I heard it was really dark. Yeah, I really liked it as someone who's in the military. I was like, oh, this is what the military is actually like. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people found it boring. Anyway, uh, yeah, I would love to see him win because I've been a fan of his for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did Shawshank Redemption, too. Yeah. He really has been all over the place. That's Sid cool. Nancy, 1984. Oh, wow. So he worked with... Okay, I was I was just looking at the movies he was nominated for. I thought he broke in with the Coen Brothers, but he was around well before they came around. Yeah, yes, and his first was '83, so um, he did Homicide, the uh, David Mamet film, which was good. Anyway, yeah, but it's definitely gonna be that or The Shape of Water, I think. Um, anyway, that's it. Uh, that's it for the Oscars. It'll be. I'll, I'll record it, as I always do, and so I can fast-forward through all the dumb crap. Um, but you don't generally watch these awards I probably shows. will this year because I want to see Sutton Stevens singing at the Oscars. That's exciting. And, and you know, yes, I would like to see... I He's the one I won't fast-forward through, most likely. Um, but but also, I I like uh, a number of these movies, so I'll, yeah, I'll be interested I to see. I, I Actually, the Oscars are the one the one I'm most likely to watch because I, I do enjoy most of the, most of the stuff surrounding it. Like I like the speeches for the Oscars more so than other shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this would be interesting. Uh, anyway, that, you know what, we, what has this been like four hours? We talked about the goddamn Oscars. Like they don't recommendations. Thank you. You want me to go? You got something? You can go. I got something, but you can go. I do. Uh, okay, I'll go. I'd, I'm pretty sure this is not your recommendation. So, uh, Hawthorne and Child, a book I just read by Keith Ridgway, um, an Irish author, but I think he lived in London for a long time. It's set in London. And uh, it's a very modernist uh, book. You, I guess you could technically call it a detective novel, but they do this is not really a spoiler because I think you kind of figure out pretty soon into reading it. They don't actually solve the crime that starts it out. It seems like it's going to be, you know, a straight ahead 
kind of police procedural type thing, but then it just jumps around to other people who are only tangentially related to these two cops who you think it's going to be about. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's really, it's really fucking weird, but it's also easy to read. It's not pretentious. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, uh, but not... That sounds know, like a good one. Yeah, if you want straight, linear shit, uh, do not apply. Hawthorne and Child. What do you have? That reminds me of a hypothesis I've come up with ever since I read that Magnum P.I. and Cagney and Lacey were being brought back to television. Wait, wait. Did we talk about this before? No, I just found out yesterday. Wait, but with different different actors? Yeah, they're rebooting them, just oh. like they did with Hawaii Five-0 and MacGyver. Okay, all right, but yeah. But my hypothesis is nothing to do with those specific reboots, but that it's kind of cool. It's not cool that they're bringing back Magnum P.I., but in theory it's cool because I would like private detective shows to be coming back to television because they were they were like a big part of television for decades, and then they disappeared. My, my hypothesis of why they disappeared is because Law and, Order, Law and Order's popularity made police procedurals super popular and pushed out the unrealistic private eye, yeah, private yeah. eye shows, and people just didn't want that anymore. But I think maybe they want them again, and I, I want there to like Veronica Mars is the only modern one I can think of. Is there others? No. Sherlock Holmes. I guess it's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, but he's Sherlock. working with the police, so Sherlock is is another one, I guess. But it's not. But it's also, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same. It's those there. There. It was definitely no. a genre like like uh, Simon and Simon, Rockford. Like. Well, there's right. different levels of how good they were. Some were really good, some were not so good. But there's a lot of them that were on TV during the 80s, 70s, 60s, and 50s, and now there's none. No, I would love to see more. Um, yeah, and bring it back with a modern, like, you know, it's the classic age of TV, and bring it back a, a Rockford Files where they're, it's, well, Veronica Mars was a good example of what you can do with a, with a good private yeah, detective show in the modern times. You update it, and you, yeah. You so, yeah. Accessible. I, I think... Um, Sherlock doesn't even really count because you know the shows you're talking about were were weekly network shows. It wasn't like three episodes no, no. a year. I'm not talking, you know what I mean? I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Sherlock. I'm talking about the American version that uh, I forget the name of it that has Johnny Lee oh, Miller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very good. I I stopped watching it just because it, it, they changed times and I forgot to fix the DVR or uh, I don't know what happened. But I stopped watching it. But I, when I watched, it, I really liked it. The Lucy Liu show, yeah. Exactly, and she's very good in that show. She's just, I like her a lot. Yeah, I like her too. I, when I was in Dublin, when we were in Dublin, we saw some mo- science fiction movie that she was in that was never released over here, and probably for good reason. It wasn't very good, but um, yeah, I enjoy her too. Wait, but anyway, that also doesn't work fit for what I'm talking about because it's it's a it comes from another medium. I mean, right. no, written or, directly for TV, like original, yes. Yes. Right. Rock for Files. Rock for Files, I think, is a great show. We, sh- I always say we should do an episode, but I always stop saying it because I'm like, what are we going to compare it to? I anyway, my, my recommendation for this week has nothing to do with what I just talked about, but it's a television show, and it's a show we've talked about many times. We actually did an episode about it, but I've just decided to – Bob's Burgers. I decided just to go to the beginning because I've missed so many episodes and just binge watch it from the start, and Hell it's yeah, such dude. a good show. It's such a good show, and it, it's, it's, it came out – it came out fully formed, unlike other shows where they're trying to figure out where they're going. But they they had like the main cast of Bob's Burgers figured out from day one, the which is really cool. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been super consistent. Have you did you see the most recent one, the uh, the Valentine's Day? 
No, oh, should I watch it? Yeah, one? go watch that one. It's yeah, okay. It's fucking great. I uh, watched the first episode of this season. I loved it where they had the animation from all the fan art. Yeah, it was that was so cool. cool. And then I was like, I really, I, I know I've seen. So I went to the first season. I was like, I probably saw half of them. Or maybe I saw all of them and didn't remember all of them. But anyway, it was great to go through. And now I'm in the second season. I see the second season. I didn't know what happened this early. The second season is where they started like just putting songs in the middle of shows. And it's it's fun. Yeah, I have the – did I share the yeah. Bob's Burgers yeah, album with you? Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's hard to listen to straight through, but it's still fun. Oh, yeah. You listen to it in chunks, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean I thought that came like later and I thought it came slowly. But it's like – bang bang every episode like cindy lopper's on i think the first episode of the second season so they really got into that and i like i like this show from the beginning because i liked what uh i can't remember the guy that's great its name i but anyway i liked uh i liked home movies i liked uh yeah. dr Katz. so i liked the stuff he did before that so i knew it was going to be good i just i don't think i've dedicated myself enough to it because it's it's a wonderful show all the way around oh yeah Tina and also Belcher's jim is one of the greatest characters on tv i think yeah yeah, and and uh, Jim Jim Daughtry Daughtry, who is the co-creator. Oh, Lauren Burchard, Lauren Burkhard is the is the other guy. But Jim Daughtry worked on King of the Hill, which I know you don't care for, but I think that's that's underrated, and, and nobody talks about now since it's been off the air for so long. But I thought that was a really was a smart, funny show that had like it was more than it appeared. It it did more than like when you watched one episode, more was going on than it appeared to be going on. So I. That was a good show too, and that's it's neat that he went on from there to be play a hand in, in making Bob's Burgers because oh, yeah. they do have they have some similarities, but Bob's Burgers is a hundred times more absurd in in a good way, and I think it's it's funnier too. It's superior to yeah, I mean definitely in well you in don't my like opinion, King of the Hill, but it's yeah, easy, but, <laughs> um, no dude, watch the most recent. Go watch that one before you okay go back and watch because I loved it. Um, all right, then I'm gonna let you do all the spiel this time. Um, my throat hurts. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com for any reason whatsoever. Anything at all. Uh, like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. But most importantly, tell your friends and family and relatives and enemies to listen. Listen closely. Yeah. You you never know when you get a secret Morse code message uh, that will tell you to drink more Ovaltine. So do listen closely. And uh, this has been a long-ass motherfucking episode. So uh, without further ado, let's just say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.